Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Cheers. Hope you're all having a fantastic, fantastic day. I am super excited to be welcoming today's guest to Happy Hour, the one and only Miss Tiffany Van Orf. I believe she might be trying to join through Welding Women's Syndicate. Let me see if I can add her. We are going to try. All right. Of success. Tiffany should be joining us shortly. Uh, she's an incredible woman who I have not had the pleasure of meeting in person. So Hi. Sorry about that. I was on the wrong page. Oh, <laughs> that's all right. You're here. That's all that matters. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you oh my so God. I'm telling you, I'm still super nervous. I don't like it on this end. Don't be nervous. We're just going to be bullshitting for an hour or so. Perfect. It's all good. It's all good. You got a drink? No, no. I have, yeah. Water. Water. All right, that works. That works. I should have bust out the gin for this one. <laughs> I got the whiskey going, so you know. Uh, it's too early for that, girlfriend. For me. What time? Well, where are you? Oh, you're in California, right? California. Yeah. So it's five o'clock there. Yes, ma'am. All right. All right. Yeah, there's still sun outside right now. I know. Look, and we're all matchy matchy. We look like we're in the same. I know. Room. I have to close. Oh, that's funny. I'm actually sitting next to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I it's fine. I have to close it because I'm going to get the glare, you know? Yeah. So, and then I have a light here and I got to have it at an angle here. You already know. Oh, I totally, totally know the feeling. Totally know the feeling. Glasses here so I could see. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited that you agreed to, to join me. As I was just kind of telling everybody, I haven't met you in real life yet. So this is like extra exciting, but I've been following you for forever. And you do all sorts of amazing things. Um, Quickly for the audience, for those who are viewing, tell tell us just a little nutshell about who you are and what you do. Who am I? I am, I'm Tiffany. I <laughs> am, oh my gosh, there's so many things here. Okay, so currently oh I'm a welding instructor. Emily, I was a shop owner. Um, yeah, I don't know, welding, cars, people. All of the things. <laughs> All, All of the things. things. <laughs> All right, yes, she's uh, humble as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> doing being the interviewee and not the interviewers so. right no Sorry. i totally i totally get it and it's i i find it it very typical of us ladies in the trades that we tend to uh, under undersell what we do people are like so what do you do I'm like i'm a mechanic i, work on <laughs> I mean there's so many <laughs> things that you do which one do you want to know about you know what I mean? right all of it i want to do it all, all of it. Um, i don't so, cook sorry i don't uh, know sorry no me neither no, they say I get back to the kitchen and I bring the engine into the kitchen. No, just date well. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a smart choice. <laughs> I think so. So I want to go kind of back in time because my understanding from, from reading up on you and following you is that you were not always a, a trades lady and you kind of came to it a little bit later in life. What um What's the story and how did you wind up as... A, a shop owner and a car builder and a welder and a fabricator and all of the millions of things that you are. <laughs> One day. <laughs> okay, so really, I grew up in Long Beach, California, and everyone had hot rods and lowriders, and that was kind of a way of life. So, you know, I hung out with my hood rat friends and hood rat things, and right. that was actually the thing you did back in the day, just the bully. So, eventually, I got to a car club. Um, I married one of the guys. Um, I was in real estate investment back then doing, um, I bought and sold houses, got to insurance, um, was actually going to be a stockbroker at some point. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I, I really did enjoy it, but it was funny because one of the things that I didn't have under my belt was I didn't work with metal. So fast forward a little bit, um, I ended up getting a divorce and I become really good friends with a shop owner. And I think it was a year and a half into my separation from my divorce, he ended up, you know, being official. And three years later, I ended up going from the, you know, girlfriend to hand me that wrench to shop owner um, within three years. Wow. And so he just made it look so beautiful. Like he, uh, truly, he just made, he was so like, agile with metal and he made everything look so effortless so I wanted to learn and I was in that place where now I could you know so I don't I don't know if I necessarily had the best education from him but <laughs> you know you're a shop owner you don't necessarily get the formal education so here do it and know how to do it okay so I mean sometimes that's the best way I feel like I feel like metal work particularly, tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, obviously there's a lot of like skill to, to technical welding, especially structural and, and that kind of stuff. But um, I feel like with metal work, it's like anybody can learn how to do it, but then it takes a lifetime to get good at it. Like I can, I can teach you how to use the tool, but then it's really just playing with it and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing oh, it. That's yeah. what teaches you really. That's welding. That's welding in a nutshell right there. Right. But yeah that i i guess from there i kind of um i just wanted formal education we had the opportunity to move out of california to start a new shop and build from ground floor up and uh i decided to go to college so i i my whole like i think everything just kind of evolved you know i wanted to originally go to school for tig welding so i can build furniture and <laughs> like build the fuel cells and do like the the real intricate work for the shop and no, no, it, it just really evolved. Once I learned how to stick weld, oh my word, it has no use <laughs> in my life. I love it. I absolutely love it. Stick so welding? Stick, you know, stick. Yeah, why is that your favorite? It's violent. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> me, man. I have, I have no idea. I just absolutely love it. And I think like pipe welders are like the bee's knees, dude. Like they're like the, the metal magicians of the welding world. Oh, totally. So, it's hard work too. Like, nothing to do with the shop too <laughs> maybe that's part we're not together no more but no you know like honestly I, I just I loved that part of college and it just kind of evolved from there from I um I certified in three processes my first semester nice and the students were coming to me and you know I'm a mom so I don't know if being nurturing is just kind of in my nature I kind of evolved because like the teacher the more I was present the more the instructors were not and so I was like, I'm paying $30,000 for college. Why am I teaching? And I got really <laughs> upset. And when you yeah. do that when you're older, you know damn well you know your rights. And so I was like, I made it happen, but I don't think I necessarily got the best education because I was teaching myself a lot of the time. So yeah. it kind of, after I graduated, I took on private lessons and structural jobs. And I was like, hmm. I just kind of geared myself toward education and away from the shop. So that was you... the big demise with the shop, actually. So you no longer have the shop? No, the shop is in Arkansas. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that I would be a challenging commute. So I left <laughs> to actually teach. And I originally wanted to do it in Odessa. And I just kept on trucking. Came on home. All right. And I was able to get a, a college job here. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I love um, nurturing minds and holding their hands as they, as they will. And I wouldn't have done it any differently. I absolutely love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So what is, what, 
what is it about teaching? Like, what's the, what's the thing about it? I mean, obviously you've got the mom thing, like you're a nurturer by nature, um, but what is it about teaching that you enjoy so much? It's satisfying. It's probably the most satisfying jobs I've ever had is to watch somebody have that aha moment when they catch it and they're doing it without my instruction or to actually get a student who's naturally talented mm -hmm. and just by a little bit of tutelage for me, they're able to do it. And then they still, they're like, you taught me everything. I'm like, oh my God, I've only known you for three months, but thank you. You know, I'm like, <laughs> lasting friendships I've built over the past year. Oh my gosh. Some of them are like my, my, my best advocates. They tag me all over the place on social media. They call me, you know, that's awesome. So, yeah. And like, and I get to learn too, you know, like just because I'm the teacher doesn't necessarily mean I know everything, you know, like you always learn from people's personalities or from some job that they've had or yeah, whatever. So it's fun. I love it. That's awesome. How about challenges? Like what's the, what's the biggest challenge of being a teacher? the different personalities <laughs> yeah. you're you have to like pivot you know you have to be able to have a personality that you can pivot on everybody's different personality because everybody's the same i get from 16 year old people to 60 year old people oh, and wow. well it's community college so it's not like i have a set age in any type of college there's always going to be a few like odd ages so i right. I've had autistic students. I've had kids that are still in high school. Wow. Uh, I've had father-son duos, you know. Um, yeah, that part is just kind of navigating each personality and making sure the curriculum uh, works well for them. And sometimes you actually have to tell them, yeah, I'm not sure it's going to work for you, buddy. You know what I mean? Isn't that the hardest conversation to have with no. people? No, you don't think no, so? I hate honestly, it. <laughs> no, 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 because I think most most people, look at my hair sticking out here, you guys. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Most people, no, you know, because they're not necessarily able to, I wouldn't say keep up because not everybody can keep up, but they just don't get it. And there's only so much time and then we certify. So... I mean, I've told one guy, like, he's just basically standing around watching his son. And I was like, oh, you might want to stay to, you know, to being a mechanic. And he was like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> you, you get to know them so well. It, it's not necessarily hard to tell them. Maybe this is not for you. It's not for everybody. You know, that's, awesome. that's unrealistic for, you know, me as an instructor to think that's going to be for everybody. It's not. Yeah. No, definitely. I think uh, that's that's hard for me. I take it as a challenge when when somebody's not getting it. Like I I want to spend more time with them. I want to help them get it. And even when I had my shop, when I had employees, like I had the hardest time telling people like, sorry, like this is not. Your no, field. you can't take it personally. <laughs> it's not yours to take on. You, just, right. you have to definitely be able to see what they can do and if yeah. they're not able to do it you just have to be frank with them like look mm -hmm. you know what this may not be for you or maybe you want to take on a few more courses just to see if they're you can tell sometimes the personality they just can't get it and they just can't get it they're a slow learner or they're 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 good they're bored you know you just right. have to learn how to navigate and what they're doing are they paying attention are they coachable you're yeah. not gonna be able to help everybody i know my girlfriend just told me that the other day to help them all trust me but right <laughs> no you can't you know and you have to be able to sleep at night too so yeah no absolutely so i saw somebody ask in the comments i think it was sophie i missed who's who was it but um asked if you have any have had any or many female students 
Ah, okay. So in the past year, I've had one. And okay, so here, okay, so here's the cool part though. Now, from actually, because I advertise, and I say advertise, but you know, I just post on social media that I have classes and I have like my students. But now, from that, I have another girl who signed up. Yay. So she's gonna be starting uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. So the algorithm is actually changing. So two, I've had two students. Yay! <laughs> it's not huge, but it's a big deal, you know. Like it, it just it is women in the industry. Period. So, from your perspective, I'm interested because welding and, and automotive mechanical side, like there's there's some overlap and similarity as far as the industries and and who they attract and the challenges that they face and whatnot. But from your perspective, what do you think it is that keeps us so gendered still in our Industries like why is it still predominantly men who are enrolling in these classes, and why are we not attracting more women? I just think big companies are predominantly owned by men. So if there's people in positions like us as teachers or business owners, and you start to have interviews like this, you change the algorithm, and you show ladies that yes, you can do it. You know what I mean? I've talked to different schools, and I try to like whenever I see a school highlight a woman, I praise them because there's Whoever follows them now sees that. So then I also highlight that, you know what I mean? So it directly changes the algorithm. I've had colleges come to me and say, would you, you know, would you do interviews for the ladies? Because they just want to see that there's a person in charge, you know, a person yeah. who's teaching, a person who has a degree, a person who's owned the business. That, that thing, that's possible. And that's still when there's women out there who actually do it. It's yeah. not a matter of us not being able to do it. Good luck we have babies you know what i mean like <laughs> it's not that hard it's just a matter of i know I mean, we are physically able to do it yeah it's just that big companies it's a money thing you know what i mean they're gonna go toward where the money is and men are the one that they're targeting so if we put ourselves in positions for more women to have businesses more women to be teaching more women making the decisions we directly change the algorithm that's the change right there no that makes sense and I think a lot of it, you hit the nail on that, is like just seeing it, right? If if girls see people like you and I and, and all the other amazing women that are out there, like just out there doing it, like just seeing that is an important part of changing the, the perspective. Do you find in your experience with the ladies that you have had in class or attracting women to the classes, is it, do you think the challenge is more getting in, girls interested in welding? Or is it more getting their family and friends and not on board with them? Being yeah, I think thing? it definitely starts from an inception thing. And not all of them, because a lot of them, um, many of the women that I come across, probably because of what I'm, I'm kind of narrow-minded that way, I, I like veer towards certain people. But it's, the family has to support it too, because it's not a traditional type work. And I'm still the black sheep in my family. You know, everybody. You? Yo, yeah, I'm <laughs> gone. I should have been like a lawyer, a doctor. But did they, were they not what supportive? Did you do for a living? Oh, well, I weld. Oh, God. That's <laughs> nice. What else do you do? <laughs> I, I can totally relate to that. I, my, it was definitely like in my family, it was, it was, it wasn't if you're going to go to college, it was which college are you going to go to? Right. What are you going to study? Right. Like it was assumed. Right. And uh, I, I take, it took my parents a long time to come around. They hate, I say this, but it's true. It took them a while. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it, it took them a little while to come around to it and be be cool with it because they saw that I was I was a 
happy and be making a successful life for myself. And, you know, even long before any of the TV or anything, like just working as a technician on the line, like I was supporting myself really well as a, you know, early 20 year old, right? Like, so they finally came around, but how, how did your parents respond like right off the bat when you were kind of headed down this road? Well, just a couple of months ago, I was saying something to my mom about teaching a new semester and she was like, oh, you're still doing that? I mean, 10 years in mom, yeah, I'm pretty much well invested here, dude. Like, I just laugh because, you know, they want me to be making the millions of dollars and buying and selling the homes because you know like I'm gonna be gentle when I say these things but you know like that's just what they're accustomed to and I wasn't happy you know so money doesn't necessarily equate to happiness and <clears throat> me being in the shop or working with metal or advocating for women in welding that makes me happy so I feel like you're very much not alone in that experience and there's probably a of women and girls who face, you know, non-supportive family, non-supportive parents, non-supportive friends. Um, yeah. I, I know I experienced it, not just my parents, but, you know, so many of my peers and teachers and whatnot. How, um, how did you deal with that? And what is your advice to others who are dealing with a not-so-supportive family or friends or whatever it is? You make your own. That was kind of the reason why I um, created the Welding Women Syndicate is because it's very lonely. Like even just being in the shop, there weren't many women builders, you know, they just, they rather do the modeling or have the boyfriend who did it. And I couldn't relate because I had more fun building than I did, you know, sitting on it. Like, come on now. So <laughs> I just kind of created that, you know, I created something to support other women who had similar wants and needs in life and people we could relate to who are not going to be like well that sounds dumb or you know worrying about your hair or your nails you know right like, and not that any of that is bad right no, it's just no, for different people you right just can't relate you know i don't want to yeah. sit there i've had this conversation with you know, i try to be like have normal girlfriends but once you start talking about like welding or wrenching or pulling a motor they're like i right. glaze over and you're like what right. Like, did I say something wrong? <laughs> right. And no, it's, I agree. It's not relatable. So. Yeah. No, I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it a million times. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. I have my my guy friends who are into cars and metalworking and all that, and then I have my girlfriends who are not into cars, and then I have my like female friends who are into cars and into welding and into doing stuff, and it's like a whole class of its own because it really is that like, oh my god, we've been. Well, and only so much of our lives, right? Like, we always felt like this outsider. And when yeah. you meet other women, like, who Best do, friends who forever. do, right? It's like, oh my God, I've known you for forever, even though we just met. Because you know the travels that they've endured. You know, you've, it, it's kind of like a lonely path because there really isn't too many women. Social media, thankfully, has bridged that gap. But I mean, even within just my 10 years of being with the shop and welding, and teaching and school only one two three women that i've worked with you know what i mean so i'm like that's yeah. still that's so tiny it's yeah so tiny. absolutely tell us a little bit about women, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> women's welding syndicate that's a I, for some reason got super tongue there but yes tell us about it you've mentioned it what is it what's the concept what are you doing with it 
Okay, so originally it I had like an all ladies page and I just kind of wanted to veer from my private page and highlight all the ladies in the trade. Well, I don't do like carpentry and I don't do like do it, but I don't identify that way, you know? Right. It's cool. Meh. <laughs> it's not my thing. I'm a welder, dude. You know like right. <laughs> any process, I'm certified in them all. I teach in it. Like I'm a welder. So I decided to change up um, a page and make it an all welders page well I had seen some weird meme and it said something about how come we don't celebrate women how come we don't have like some type of like girl gang and why don't we like support each other it was just some weird random meme and I had sent it to Eliza I go what the hell dude like why don't we have that and she was like I don't know and I go, let's do this <laughs> so a couple months ago like I went full force on it and then it went from a meme to a website to a logo to I bought the domain to a clothing line. And now we're basically talking to women all over the world who weld. And so we're just a group who support each other who all weld. And I needed it, you know, like I really did because truly I'm so busy. I sometimes just don't have time to talk to hardly anybody unless it has something right. to do with welding or cars. And then I'm like, all right, you got my interest you know what I mean <laughs> I can choose smartly <laughs> so now it's just a resource for women who maybe they're interested or they've had some type of like issue um we were guiding one girl through the fact that she wasn't getting paid so we we're going through like the better business bureau uh I love being able to help people like that you know what I mean because I've I've endured so much crap but I'm a champ dude like I'll get it you know like right. you're not gonna keep me down it's not gonna happen but not everybody is like that so no I agree and I, I feel like similar to you I think like all of the trials and tribulations that I went through all of the challenges all of the non-supportive people the bosses the you know the crappy situations I feel like if if anything I want something good to come out of that right yeah. and if that's making the path a little bit easier for for somebody else um then it makes it all worthwhile. Otherwise, it was just a struggle for, for being for no vain, right? For no reason. It didn't serve a purpose. But if we can turn it around and make it something positive. I love what you're doing with Welding Women's Syndicate. I think it's thank you. Um, it's super important. And I, I love how much passion there is amongst women in the, in the industry. Like, so many of us are so committed to giving back and making a difference and increasing our numbers. And, like, I just think that's a really, it's a really cool thing to see it's a rough path you know it's i think it's weird for anybody to say like oh yeah i've had it super easy you've had it super easy until there's actually a situation you're just blessed to have not been in the path of any type of destruction trust me i probably took it all from everybody I've been through <laughs> it. <laughs> but that's the thing is you're only <laughs> one step away from that situation where you're not going to think you're having a, such a great path because i've talked to women where they haven't had bathrooms or they've been hit on at the job and you know I'm like dude like did you tell me you weld too or you know just just crazy shit I've had women who've been raped you know like god like all the crazy crap we have to do just a freaking weld you know? just to if we were men we wouldn't have to endure that crap and I just I don't get it but the more you change the algorithm I know it sounds scary but like do it you know like if you want to do it do it guys don't have that fear 
you know, and we're, we're the freaking same. So I want to be able to help somebody. And if all of our stories combined helps just one person, and we've done it already tenfold at this point. So it's worth it. It's cool seeing the numbers increasing. And, and you talked about social media kind of highlighting that a little bit. I, I agree. Like, I, I hate social media in a lot of ways. Um, but I also, I really appreciate, like, when I came up in the industry, there wasn't, I didn't know anybody else like me. Like, there wasn't, there was no social media to show us that there were all these other ladies out there. And, and gosh, you feel like such an only, you're the only sh woman your shop has ever hired. You're the only woman you've ever met who does what you do. You're um, changing in a, a file room and wearing the uniforms, yeah. right? Totally. I was talking to somebody the other day about that, like the uniform thing. It's so silly to complain about like the, the, I had to wear men's uniforms, but A, it's a safety issue, right? Cause I'm wearing like baggy ass clothing that doesn't fit right and gets caught on stuff. But it's such a, a diminutive, it's so demeaning right to like you don't acknowledge my presence right here as a gender enough to have uniforms that fit me <laughs> right like it's that little thing and I, it's so exciting seeing how much change there is across these industries where there are big businesses starting to take notice and i think it's because of what you're doing with women's balding syndicate and what we're doing here it's and what everyone's doing. we're all doing like they're starting to take notice they're starting to say okay yeah there are women here yes they they deserve their, their own work pants and like to be it's validating right well a lot of people i think honestly big businesses don't even necessarily realize it you know i tried to befriend all the colleges that i know um all the owners all the people in charge and i don't think they necessarily realize how little that they're catering to women until i'm like hey good job on posting that picture of that girl you know like Good job to that guy too, but you know you guys already catered to men. So congrats on on you know just posting a picture because it does change the algorithm. And then yeah. they're like, oh yeah, because that's right. actually how I got one of my um, interviews was a out of Arkansas, which is the best welding school. Hey guys, <laughs> in the country, I love this school. Well, anyhow, they had highlighted a woman. This was the first time, and so I was like, kudos to you guys. So of course. I posted it on my storyline and uh, you know they did the high five and so she messaged me and she was like hi <laughs> you know and I was like oh my god can I interview you and she was yeah. like what and she's like I'm just a student I go no 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 you are not just a student you're a woman changing the whole nature mm -hmm. of this industry and she was like what I mean she was so nervous I said look your story with this school will help change somebody's mind about going into that school or into another school and she was like okay so she did it and it was funny because she actually um, went to the school and was like hey thank you for i guess they had posted another picture of another woman and she saw that and they asked her you know like what could we do you know she said we'll highlight women more and i was like oh my god <laughs> yes yeah. so i tried to make sure i find all the schools and all the colleges and mm -hmm. all the instructors because they don't necessarily know until you tell them and I try to totally. like you you just tell them like I appreciate that because my daughter could see it or my friends could see it and they do they actually do especially when you're posting you are directly changing the algorithm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I think it's important for the 
for the parents to see it too, right? Sure. For for the influencers in that child's life to see those images and go, oh yeah, okay, this is something that my daughter, this little girl can do because they've seen it and it's more, it's it's validating, it's normalized, right? Definitely. I do I do feel like I hear a lot of shops and, and as a former shop owner, um, you may have some, some thoughts on this. Like, I, I hear a lot of shops asking, I would love to attract women. I would love to have a female technician or a female welder. I don't know how to attract them. Like, what, what are your thoughts on how, what a shop can do to uh, attract a woman? You have to actually put a woman's face on that company. You know, you have to either post pictures of her, of women taking in their vehicles or, you know, uh, I don't know, but you have to show the woman, like we are very visual. You know what I mean? If you see a woman being um, serviced at a, you know, like a service shop or if there's a girl working on something in that shop or just people in the crowd, you're like, okay, they're not just targeting men. You know what I mean? You have to see the face of it. Even on our own ads for our college, I go through and I scroll to make sure there's at least one woman in there because if not, I will ask them because I write for you. Curriculum, you know, like we need to have at least one woman in there so that they can identify with that. It's very important to visually see it. And then, you know, like if they're in the shop and they're trying to get women in there, maybe don't want to post a bunch of boobs and ass and degrading stuff on their social media and advertising you know because right you know what I mean like it's there's a real fine line to being cute and like come on you want women to work there but you're gonna try to also you know date us? right right you would think that's a no-brainer and yet no, no we have to point that out to people I'm like come on to point it out you know what I mean like okay <laughs> So you want us to work with you or make you dinner? You know, which one? Because it's not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how has it been? How has it been as an instructor? Because you're teaching mostly men, as we've established. You only had one female student thus far, and now two in your in your current class. But um, what what has that been like? I'm a dick. <laughs> that one so I was super nervous like my first um my first classes I had my uh, colleague in there and he was like you okay and I was like oh yeah yeah, yeah I'm fine but the way I would do it I was come in with perfectly coiffed hair my makeup and I'd be sitting and we have a huge table in the middle of the shop and I'd be sitting there and welcoming everybody and oh come on in oh, hey yeah yeah hi hi <laughs> and then finally once everybody was there I would stand up Go to the podium. <clears throat> yeah. I am your teacher. I am a woman. No, I'm not going to be nice to you. <laughs> and they're like, what the hell? But like, I don't know. It, that part never bothered me. I guess being in the shop and being around car club stuff, like all my friends are dudes, you know, like I never, you're not going to intimidate me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just not going to happen. So, and you have to demand your respect, you know? Like, if they don't take you seriously, they're not going to take their their class seriously. They're not going to get the most out of it. So I do it in a way that I earn their respect. And I've never had a situation with a student, like, 
not where I was like, Lord, help me. I got to go back to class. No, no. If we ever have a situation. No, I mean, I've not yet, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that it's going to happen eventually, but that's your job as an instructor is to be able to pivot to everybody's different personality. We don't have to necessarily like each other, but you're going to definitely respect my shop. And if not, I'll ask you to leave. Yeah. I think that's so valuable what you said. It just, you have to demand the respect. You have to, and, and I think that starts with like knowing your own worth and being, even if you don't actually feel confident it until you make it but like owning it right like you've yeah. got to you've got to own that you're there and if you own it they'll accept it and if you don't own it they, they will oh they'll it. pray on it oh yeah you know what and it yep. sounds crappy for me to say but I'm an excellent welder and I'm confident in my skills so that part I mean it's not you're not gonna you're not gonna bother me I've had like students come in who welded longer than me and I remember one situation he was actually standing there while I was teaching one of my younger students, he's 16, he was a left-handed student. And we're kind of like dancing around in the booth and he's left-handed, but right leg dominant. So my daughter's left-handed, I'm ambidextrous. So I've been ambidextrous for 25 years, basically. Lucky. And so, <laughs> I'm inept with my it's left arm. It's a blessing, you know, you have to be able to adapt that way. But oh, he was like, he had the weird stance so like I didn't realize it and so we're like bobbing around and then I started welding <laughs> the student who is you know he's 10 years he's a marine he knows everything he looked at me and he was like wow you are good and I said well that's probably why I'm teaching you I'm just saying <laughs> you know like I I have that personality I'm not gonna get offended you know what I mean I'm just doing my job and I didn't get it like I have a degree in welding. I have certificates all up and down. I've been doing it for quite a long time. I'm very, very confident in my skills. So he just was like, wow, she does it left-handed too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bow down to you on that one because I cannot do it. I can't even brush my teeth left-handed. Like, I am, my left, oh my God, I am inept with my left arm. I can't do anything. I have one really big muscle on my right arm and like a like a nothing on my left arm it's ridiculous just train yourself it's not hard like, i've tried i try brushing my teeth and I'm like, i don't know what's i don't know where to go i'm so uncoordinated oh that's funny it actually is easier for me to do it left-handed sometimes because i feel like my right like i have carpal tunnel in the right hand and i have like a messed up rotator cuff so you know, my hand shakes a lot. And oh, when you have to do it left-handed, you have to focus so much. So it's like smooth and calm. And I really love doing it. I don't get the <laughs> opportunity to do it often. So at home, I'll practice a lot just to keep it fresh. And nice. then even if I don't have a left-handed to it, I'll show my whole class. Like, all right, you guys, we're all going left. And they're like, what? <laughs> I mean, like, That's I'm smart, though. Because sometimes you can't get into a position or an angle when you're working on something where you can get at it with your right hand. So that's actually really super smart. A lot of my, my buddies are pipe welders and they're like, don't forget to teach them left-handed. I'm like, okay, I got you, I got you. <laughs> There's just so much you can pack into the curriculum. I try right. to make sure I challenge them. Did you, this is a, a tangent question, but because um, I do that, I go down random rabbit holes and tangents but did you feel like there was a difference 
difference in acceptance as as a woman on the the welding side versus the mechanical and when you were in uh, owning a shop and doing that kind of stuff and in the car club scene like is there a difference that you've experienced um I was one of the guys when I was at the shop like literally like I think I no I think the exception was actually the same and here I've had probably the more cool situation when I was at the shop I was literally one of the guys so like we just shot the shit like I was one of the dudes like that's just how it was you know what I mean and thankfully when I got this job at the college and I work for Mira Costa in Oceanside the director is a woman so I was like so impressed that she was in charge of all these these trades you know what I mean and I think she was also impressed because it's a woman instructor or trying to be a woman instructor I had only taught privately um from yeah. then so she but I think she was just like wow we we're both like very impressive we're both in that position you know so yeah I've been blessed in that way so the acceptance was actually the same um yeah I really haven't had issues like that um I think I've had more push back from like women like oh what are you doing at the shop i am building something or i'm welding you know what i mean like your dude's here because he's hanging out with the owner and i don't even know what the heck they're doing you know i'm busy working so <laughs> that was probably the least accepting part so tell, tell us about the shop what did you guys do what kind of work did you do there the shop we the did something there um so really mm -hmm. we we mainly focused on building um little mini trucks and hot rods, uh, uh, small repair. We did kind of everything because at one point we had like mining equipment in there. That's when I first got my first time. <laughs> Welding fabrication, dude, whatever weld, you know. Right. <laughs> that was like the first time I got flashed or was working on a piece of equipment from oh, uh, <laughs> one of the mines here. No, my, my mentor was a jerk. <laughs> Yeah, I think I was like spinning an axle for like three hours. We're repairing this huge piece, and I was like looking away but not wearing anything protective for hours and hours and hours. And oh my god, I looked like a fish. Like my eyes were swollen, and my oh, eyes, no. I even have like a scar. You can kind of oh. see there's a line, and oh, that wow. was almost ten years ago, dude. Yeah, wow, that's massive. Well, there's. My eyes were like so swollen. Oh, it was awful. It was Ooh. awful. Yeah. Wear your PPE, y'all. Everybody out there listening. <laughs> I think I was even wearing sandals at that point. Like it was our own shop. And he was like, she's going to learn. And oh, yeah, I did. Right? We well, got to learn the hard way. Totally. I, I used to wear sneakers periodically until I got a couple of hot oh. embers in my sneaker. And um, nope, nope. We got to learn our, our own <laughs> Stupid mistakes, I like to leave my house without like steel toes on because I'm always going to get into something or go to somebody's shop or get into some kind of dirtiness and I will just cut right. oh, I'm always prepared. That's another thing, side note, steel-toed shoes. Like, thank you to all the companies that are making steel-toed boots for women now because when I was, when I was starting out as an auto mechanic, I had to wear boys' shoes, like the largest <laughs> size of boys' boys shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't you're make though, any right? you're tiny i'm dude i'm five nine okay. oh you're tall i'm like an amazon yeah dude i'm i know my friends are like i wear small and glove i'm like what are you a baby like, no dude i'm a 
freaking Amazon. Oh, everything I have is like smaller, extra small. I got little teeny tiny oh, hands, yeah. little tiny head. Yeah, like I'm, I'm a, I wear I'm, seven and three eighths in a welding cap, and I think my boots are eight and a half and men. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love it. All right, I gotta ask about this because. I've got a like I it came up I saw when I was when I was researching you oh. aka stalking you know um <laughs> some some Gene Winfield stuff you worked with Gene uh, my favorite project at the shop so, so I have been a fan of him well yeah since I was born dude you know like, like you you just see the most beautiful rides in Long Beach and LA and that's where I grew up and so you always this name and I was always geared toward hot rods until I got with my ex and um, one day you know the way you used to advertise at least the way we did it we would put ads on Craigslist some guy called <laughs> me up and he was like do you know who Gene is and I was like well, yeah, yeah. Was like, okay well and he wanted us to refresh the air ride on Maybelline and I was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you can post any pictures you can't tell anybody because it you know he, he's that much of a big deal and I was like well that's dumb you know because <laughs> I had Facebook back then so of course I had to, like post all the pictures but yeah and really it was a private owner um the his 61 Cadillac her name is Maybelline was the only vehicle that uh, Gene Winfield built and so I literally got to plumb in the air ride and I was sitting in the trunk and I was thinking oh my god this is like the coolest moment ever and we you know, we did the what did we do? the AccuAir not the e-level it was just the, the controller for the air ride but we refreshed the whole system and I remember just sitting in there because it's a huge trunk and I was like <laughs> you know I wanted to touch it all and okay so Hopefully they don't see this, but <laughs> there were some screws that may or may not have made it back on that ride, and they were stainless, and um, those are going on my mini truck right now. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my fangirl moments. You know, like, you live in California, you see people that are famous all the time, but me, when it comes to, like, automotive, oh, I went to... I went to his car show and I remember I was like do you know who you are <laughs> I, I hope so <laughs> I'm such a dick sometimes I swear but it's those things like cars you know that's that's my happy place but that was like my favorite ride was being able to work on he didn't own it at the time but still it's one of the most iconic vehicles you know because that's the only ride that he built himself so very cool moment at the shop i love it that's yeah. awesome <laughs> so goodness i have so many questions there's so many things i want to talk about with you. um what um what are your what are your plans for for the future like where where are you headed what are you what are your goals uh well, I've been in California for a year now. I want to leave yesterday. Okay. <laughs> the political climate here is awful. Okay. Um, and a lot of the colleges are um, limited or closed down. 
So it makes it difficult as an instructor. So yeah. how has that been? Sorry to tangent, but how has it been teaching during COVID for you? I was only shut down for three weeks, primarily oh. because my shop for welding is not on the main campus. So that was basically my saving grace. And uh, I had the opportunity to still continue through, but we had, you know, limited uh, students. The teacher-student ratio was low. We yeah. had social distancing, contact, you know, the, the contact tracing. Uh, we have to sanitize everything. When I come in, I come in um, about an hour early, and I sanitize the tables, the metal, the tools, the machines, so that they do not really have to touch anything. They just basically come in, listen to instruction, and weld. So that part is kind of weird. Um, and then wanting to go and tour to other colleges, they're just shut down. You know, they're not, I've done a couple of them, but there's not enough students there for me to talk to them or, or <clears throat> like the exposure is very limited. So that part has been interesting. Um, right now I'm trying to, actually just get a shop of my own started here so I can because I had my little mini truck was brought over from Arkansas a couple months ago nice so I want to start working on her in my own shop again and uh, that was one of my questions was like a do you miss working yes. on cars yeah miss I owning do. a shop yes, <laughs> like, so much like I just want to be like fingernail deep in grease you know what I mean like I absolutely love it I had pulled the motor and tranny on my b-series right before I moved out here and so she wasn't here for a while and things I've been bit busy but now you know you get to a point where you're like what am I doing I'm just gonna start ripping apart my daily <laughs> <laughs> but it's different that's just basic maintenance you know so I'm like I want to customize and modify my truck and I've had my my little my B series I've had a different one every year for the past like I don't know eight years <laughs> you know like I buy and sell and buy and sell and now this one I just want to finish it one day you know like you know that feeling <laughs> put it into the shop and you know not work on somebody else's just mine maybe and then like have like personal because I have I teach personally at my house as well, because it seems like any programs in my community, they're just shut down. So that part, that part, navigating teaching mm -hmm. and working with the public is weird, especially yeah. in my county. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The California part and hands-on, everybody is just very scared, you know? And I understand that. I mean, my brother just got out of the hospital himself, so I get it. I'm sorry. To make my job easier, you know. So I'm right. like, okay, if I can get my own shop and I can control it, we'll see. But overhead, I, I'm not looking forward to that part. Right. Um, <laughs> so that was part of the, like, you know, the allure of moving out of state with our own shop previous. So I'm like, oh, my thinking. But and California is a rough. Um, I mean, anywhere where the 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 real estate is super high is going to be just extra hard as far as overhead goes yeah and then the, you have emissions laws here too so like i have to figure out wording on what i'm gonna name the shop what i'm actually doing maybe i just be a garage you know what i mean and not open what kind of shop do you want to be 
I just want my own little shop to like weld in. Like honestly, that's I honestly that's what I want it to be. You know, it's so not even necessarily like for the public, just like huh. a place for you to do your thing. Mm hmm. Yeah, and host like teaching classes to my life. You know what I mean? And you know, do art classes. I don't necessarily want to have it open so that there could be walk-in clientele. I never liked that. We were we didn't do that before. Okay. Um, it had to be by appointment. We were in a very um, exclusive space with another property another business so you didn't just walk into the shop before and i don't like that yeah being a single female i mean i do got a big crazy pit bull but eh, you know what I mean? even in california i remember just to have a pit bull on the property it was like a million dollar insurance just to have a dog there so oh, everything you have to navigate in california so i'm like oh my god what do i do oh, i'm gonna leave but my children live here so Four more years until they're all legal. How, so. many, how many children do you have? I have three, 25, 18, and 14. So. Oh, my goodness. So how do you, okay, so real talk, you do so much. You're, <laughs> you're teaching, you're doing Women's Building Syndicate, you're yeah. working on your own projects, you're trying to start another business, like on top of the business and all oh, the businesses. And there's another one I'm trying to start too, but that one's... Of, cor of course you are. <laughs> I love business. I'm telling you, like, if you want to start a business with me, I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it. I love it. <laughs> how do you balance it all and be a mom on top of all of that? Like, how, what's your secret sauce? And then compartmentalize things. There's no secret. You just have to compartmentalize and prioritize. You know what I mean? Like, I got to work, so I got to pay the bills. And if it's associated to welding, teaching, art, or the truck, it's a priority. And my kids know that, you know, so that there's always a possibility that I will leave the state and that's just how it is. You know, the gotta pay the bills. So that's how it, you have to look at it that way. And then, you know, honestly, if I was a man, no one would ever question it, but because I'm a woman, you know, Hmm, shouldn't you be with your children all the time? We got phones, we have social media, but would you right. question our father? You know what I mean? No, you would not. Right. So I make sure that people know that it is okay to not have a traditional role in life. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And of course, that just made every other question I had in my brain fly away because I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, so right You gotta be confident. To you. you know what I mean? Don't ever let, let anybody like second guess your life. So, trust me, it has, it's been very, very, uh, I, I basically walked the life alone because <laughs> you're not gonna steer me one way or another. So, that's the way I think and that's the way it's going to be. I love it. Very cool. It's be me and my and my dog. <laughs> you and your dog. <laughs> is is the pit bull there with you? Is the puppy? Mm-hmm. Because I thought I saw you like kind of doing the what I was doing with my cat, like trying oh, to keep her out of the camera. Outside, he would be actually eating my arm right now because mm -hmm. he's turning one this weekend. Oh, puppy! I still have it. He took a chunk out of my arm because he's a bully and he's teething still probably for another year and he's wild. So, um, yeah. no, he's outside. Um, yeah. he's sweet, but ooh, Lord, no, <laughs> I forgot how much it was, you know, to train. He's just like my, my, another child of mine. So I'm like, holy moly. What did I, what was I thinking? But I, loved <laughs> I love it. Um, so did we, did we tend, so we question about the shop. You want to open another shop. Do you still want to teach? Yes. While you're doing it. So you want to do both. Yes. Okay. Uh, hopefully I can transition myself into doing my own. Um, 
there like is teaching high, on your own or yeah. there's, there's okay. high and lows with working with um a community college and I've went to a university so I saw the highs and lows of that and I've seen the highs and lows of doing private schooling and uh, I kind of just want to bridge the gap and do my own thing you know what I mean I kind of I see where there is a deficit in certain things and I just and I'll, what tell 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 me more about that <laughs> okay so like um budget you know like um if you're trying to order metal for like say my welding 101 class you have to go through this person i fill out a form and then it has to be approved by this person i want to be in charge like i'm very good in business so i don't want and then there you know like that person three or four people down don't necessarily know what you know mm -hmm. angle iron is or stock or you know i know what all that all that stuff right, is because the layers I, of bureaucracy you know what i mean like the people that order don't necessarily know like it's not okay to be late or, and sometimes it's not their fault, but you know, like I, I don't mm -hmm. like having so many people that are in charge of things that I'm doing. I love having my own business and I'm very good at it. So <clears throat> I don't, that part is hard, especially when you have 10 people waiting on in one class and 10 in another and five coming and you know, another 10 in another class, you're like waiting. And I don't like that part. You know, if I can be in charge, I'm the welder. I, there's a college actually not too far from me who is, um, it's a welder run and it's a major college, but he's on the board. And so he understands. And so mm -hmm. I don't know if I necessarily want to take the steps to do that at my own college. I think I just want to do it on my own. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm you, a goal speaker, man. I can't right? <laughs> do you um? Do you find a difference in because you're doing private classes as it is right now, in addition to your teaching in, at the college? Do you find it's a different um, student that you attract for private lessons than for college lessons? No, not really. This one, this one is, um, this one is. Oh, I don't want to say cause I don't want to say too much about the student, but I know the I know the parents, and she had come to me, and she's super sweet. And there were circumstances that she had known about my prior teaching that I had been able to navigate a class with the student, and so I think because her son is very much interested, she wasn't sure if they wanted to invest, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars into a program that maybe he wouldn't like. And so I was like, well, I have all the capabilities to do that. You know what I mean? And they're not too far for me. So I'm just going to do the introduction to multiple processes to see if it's something that she wants to further pursue. And so it was just like, I love introducing people to it. I like to see, you know, like the first strike and yes. whether they like it or not, I just like at least that good introduction because my introduction was basically here's a MIG torch, you know, like, <laughs> figure it out, it. you know, like, <laughs> seriously, I remember we were working on a, a body drop Dakota and my partner had B-rolled all the floor pans. Right. And he was like, you're going to weld them in. What? <laughs> what? You know, and he was like, I I'll be next door. And I was like, crap. All right. <laughs> like no formal, just, I mean, I, I've tackled Figure it up, out. set up with him. I fabricated, you know, I made the stuff. I cleaned the stuff. I did all the stuff, you know, there's a tack here and there, but like the full job. Oh my God. What? And he just handed me the mid guy. I was like, go for it. All righty then. So I want someone to have a little bit more instruction. You know what I mean? Not like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? 
<laughs> some type of like metallurgy or science behind it or right. you know how to recognize what you are or not doing wrong and thankfully I had done everything basically but be the lead welder I knew and I was fine but not everybody has that you know what I mean I had like the coolest introduction for my welding nobody has that so I wanted to offer that uh, that, that opportunity to somebody and I need to come and take classes from you because I learned the same <laughs> I learned the same way it was like here figure it out because that's what I do to myself right like I throw just like you throw myself in situations yeah it's so many people it's funny because you could probably go to like one of the most famous welders and so what type of schooling did you have oh I taught myself right and they will not know certain just basic certain things you know and yeah. if you're like what the fuck yeah. You know, and I'm not saying I know everything, but I have a very good foundation. And from like just sweeping the floors to then the formal education and then all encompassed mm -hmm. into now teaching, I think it comes down to like a really good foundation. I think. I mean, I have a 98% pass rate for certifications. So, and it's the D1.1, you know, or that's what it is in California. So, that's awesome. I, I'm just going by the, the pass rate here, and everybody's smiling at the end of the day. So, so we don't have a lot of time before Instagram's going to kick us off. So final, final question. Um, you clearly have been somebody who has taken challenges head on. It, it doesn't matter like what anybody around you has thought or believed you were capable of. Um, clearly there's something, there's something in you that gives you that ability to say, no, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go after it. Um, what are, what are your words of wisdom, your words of advice to either the younger you or somebody like you out there who's like, God, that's what I want to be. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, <clears throat> believe in yourself, believe in yourself. And if not find somebody like me to help you find it in you. Because there's somebody out there that's going to resonate with your story or you're longing to do something and find that person, whether it's social media, family, friend, class. Um, you know, if you're not happy somewhere, change it. And that's how I was in life. I wasn't happy. And I believed in myself. I just didn't know what the heck I was going to do because I've done it all. <laughs> Believe in yourself. Love yourself. And then find your group. You know, find your, your girl gang. You like that one? <laughs> I do. I do. Make it happen. You know what I mean? Like make it happen and just be confident in the fact that you may not do everything perfectly. Um, you'll get it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. Perfect words to end on. You, my dear, are a rock star. I applaud what you're doing. I applaud you. Um, keep up the fantastic work. I'm so glad that we got a chance to, to meet. Hopefully one day we'll get a chance to meet in real life. I know I'm closer oh. now. I know. Right. <laughs> So we definitely have to make that happen in the near future, but um, keep doing what you're doing. And I have, I have all the respect in the world for you. Aww, so thanks I for joining me. Thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. And uh, you got to send me your address so I can send you a, a lovely happy hour girl gang glass as a thank you for being cool. on, on this with me and everybody out there who's watching. Thank you so much, so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed meeting this incredible woman. Tune in next week for another fantastic happy hour with another woman. And um, you'll have to wait and find out who that is. But for now, have a fantastic evening, fantastic rest of your week. Cheers, y'all. Bye, guys. Have a good Bye. one.